Nick, as you well know, our listeners have no idea the arduous uh, trials uh, that I've put myself through. I'm mm-hmm. over here. I'm just looking at all this audio equipment that I have spent so much time trying to make work. And mm-hmm. we we did try to do it. What happened, though, Nick, whenever we tried to do the thing where we talked to each other? Just I want to hear from your perspective. Why? Why could we not do? Why could we not use this good stuff? Uh, well, you well one, you, it's it's obviously bad stuff. Um, two, um, no, uh, when when I would speak, your stuff, your audio would go from normal good audio that sounded real good in my ears into correct. Yeah, you, you, you become, I thought it was pretty good. Oh, I there tried. You go. I tried so hard. I don't know if that's so an hard. accurate analog to what we just did, but there you go. Exactly. You, you nailed it. I thought you got it in one. Hello and welcome to the year we started a podcast. It's a podcast born Phoenix-like from the ashes of earlier and also <laughs> last year's podcast. Um, I, I'm your very sad co-host, Jeff. I am the co-host who didn't really know if I should have interjected or not. Uh, Nick. Nick is me. This is the sort of energy that we like to bring. Um, uh, yeah, strong. This is our, our podcast where a couple of uh, mostly energetic and happy friends that are half a continent apart that want to come together and talk about some of the things that are fun and interesting us. Nick. Okay. Um, we're <laughs> just going to – all of my things. All the things that I was going to start this podcast off. I had so many good bits and stuff, such. Uh, they're just gone. So I'm now – I'm I'm reaching, I'm reaching down to the podcast, like the bottom of the podcast barrel to dig up whatever I can find um so we're gonna go that's a strong energy right there to just say that out loud like that's you know what (laughs) sometimes honesty is the best medicine something whatever podcast okay i don't think okay (laughs) as as as, as they say nick i'm trying my best okay Uh So, um, I, uh, up, uh, upcoming here is my birthday and also Mother's Day. That is the thing that has been paired together most of my life, uh, by most of my life, my entire life. Uh, like it's just, uh, because of how calendars work. Um, my, my wife, uh, my partner and I, uh, celebrate this weekend our, our joint, uh, I heard you going to Borat there. I heard it. Okay. <laughs> there are so many good jokes I had with my new sound stuff I could have done. Anyways. Oh, no. Unfortunate. Okay. No, anyways. So, uh, Katie and I, we both have things to celebrate this weekend and, uh, we're both busy folks and have, uh, you know, it's just, it would be nice to be able to relax a little bit. So it bought like this like little thing that you can sit in your chair that is like uh like upper back and lower back and etc massage things like it's like i don't know 80 90 bucks on amazon certainly not nothing but also not like a huge investment um and i'll tell you what nick we got it in today and it sure seems like it would be really nice uh to try so far though our kids have been <laughs> the sole recipients of this <laughs> kit <laughs> literally my son got it out of the box and figured out what it was and then wanted to try it out and then my daughter alice she uh has now like this is hers i think like i'm pretty sure we'll have to like sign like this on is, the clipboard when it, we can check it out because <laughs> this is now her thing this is an excellent gift to them 
for uh for because they have actually been the ones who've needed a little treat in their life. They actually haven't gotten enough. And yes, they've yeah. been overworked actually. And I'm sorry, did you say what it was? What the gift was? I'm sorry, it's like a little massage, like a chair massage thing. Like you could sit it like a like an <laughs> you know, upper back I, and lower three, back. My massage back was aching thing. all the time when I was three to five. Or three, That's what and, I remember too. Right? Yeah. So I get it. Like I get it. I just yeah, I yeah. wasn't what I intended it for. Notoriously, three year olds need massages more than adults. You know what I mean? Like five year olds too. Three to five. Yeah. And it's just perfect. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure at my son's preschool, they have like a half hour massage built into every day just because that's what they need. That's right, what the doctor orders. The, the joints have taken some serious abuse, right? I mean, like, you got to think like three whole years, Jeff, three whole years. All, all I can think of when you said joints taking abuse, just the like, like the uh, involuntary grunt I do now when I stand up, no matter like how how small of a stand up it is like i can't like there is no way i can stand up from a chair without like giving some sort of involuntary noise uh so yeah but no i'm i'm glad that my son and daughter that are uh basically nothing but flexible cartilage uh can can have this uh the, the joy of uh the self massaging back rub thing oh i think we lost the thing okay are you still recording? I am. I didn't stop. I'm still recording, too. Good. I just basically went on a whole rant about how I'm so glad that my kids, who are basically made out of flexible cartilage, uh, are able to enjoy the the, the massage thing. Uh, and me, the person who cannot stand up without uh, involuntary <laughs> vocal noises uh, now as a middle, middle 30, mid 30s. Uh, like I just, I'm glad that they're able to to navigate life with that luxury. Right, right. Unlike, yeah, just because you you know you gotta have to have those sort of things to make it through as a young kid. It's it's tough out there for a three year old, uh, for a five year old. Or, yeah, well, I keep saying three, you like got, your your daughter. Hey, you got the three and five, three and five. So you you got them both. Good job. I, I nailed it. Uh, also, whose whose internet goes out for like half a second when they're hardwired? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. What yeah, happened. dude. Like. I was going on a good old rant there, and I and I just kept going and going and going, expecting you to interrupt me, and then I, and then I got the 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 noise that you left. <laughs> it's like, oh no. I, well, you know, uh, I I am glad that like I could just give you the impression that like I was rude <laughs> enough to just like tune out, and just like yeah, whatever. He's gonna his rant about his kids or whatever he's doing. Oh man, <laughs> I tell you what, between like the intro before all of this, when I could not get my new stuff to work properly, and then you disconnecting, I mean. We're we're basically podcasting uphill both ways at this point. <laughs> I, I agree. You know, back in my day, I did through the snow, through the yep. snow. Correct. Oh Correct. man, this is this is a hard life we live. Um, it's all good, but it's we're all, here. We're here for y'all. Uh, man, this is oh great. my gosh, literally ten out of ten. I mean, if we don't get a podcast award for this, I don't know what we're gonna get it for. Um, I'll tell you what, Nick. I listened to our last episode, like the the one with the with the, all the bird stuff and etc. Like mm-hmm. that was a, that was a that was a good time. I enjoyed listening to that. Katie listened to like the whole thing. It was like the first thirty minutes of the episode. Like that was a good time. You, we we did good. You know what? We may not have done our best work these last eight minutes, but Nick, we 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 we, did, we had a good <laughs> I, half hour I last didn't do time. Anything in the last? It's not my fault. It's not my fault. God dang it! Um, so last last year, and I, to, and I just caught myself from swearing. So I mean, it's, it's a miracle. Um, <laughs> I'm so I'm so proud of you. I don't even have to edit it out. Um, so last year, Nick, we had a whole thing 
about uh, sparkly water, different types of things and whatnot. Yes. Um, before I dive into where I'm at with this, where are, where are you at with this? Is this still a thing that you care about? Uh, I drink all kinds of different sparkling waters, like way too many. Um, and I, I very politely don't call out which ones uh, my wife uh, purchases or my uh, family has in their fridges that I think are detestable. Is she and, still on the bubbly but, stuff that's terrible? I, so I like some bubbly. Bubbly, okay. bubbly is bubbly is just like a hit or miss thing based on the flavor. Okay. Um, I have moved into I don't think I like a single spindrift is where I'm at with. But I've only I've only had like three. But you know when you like get you start okay. with three bad ones, you're like, oh, well, I'm just not. I'm not. I know. I already know that you like spindrift. I already know this. My whole topic that is this like little small update is how much I like spindrift. <laughs> yeah, well, you're dropping the ball. Right, okay, that, okay, 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 okay. You're okay. either dropping the ball or my brother is shut dropping up, the ball and has fed me the wrong shut ones. Up. Okay, what, that's that's what I want to know. So, what ones have you tried that you apparently have a bad taste for? Uh, Grapefruit. Oh, it's uh, my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, I, you know, like I said, I'm way too polite to say how how garbage it is. You know what I mean? Just way uh, too polite. Nick, I have at least one a day. Okay, other than grapefruit, don't uh, say don't. Okay, can I can I tell you what not to say? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Don't say pineapple and don't say the raspberry lime combo one. Okay, well, uh, I, I actually haven't had those. So there you okay, go. Okay, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Is it, there you go. I uh, think so, I think I had a lime one, and I was like, I love all of the lime ones. Well, how is this one bad? And that, that's you don't like, like oh man, correct? Yeah, that's where I'm at. Is like I, I don't understand that. I mean, you know how some drinks are different depending on how you serve them. Maybe maybe uh, you know there's just something wrong with my brother's uh, fridge. You know, were you having like, them hot? Is, like, is maybe, his fridge a no, heater? They're, no, they're cold. They're cold, <laughs> and everything else I've ever had from his house is fine. So, <laughs> but you know, maybe it's not that you're a freak who likes bad food. It's just you know, it's just <sighs> the, uh, bad drinks. You know, uh, it's just the, it's the fridge. It's okay, what's, what it is, what's the other ones you don't like that you've tried? I don't. I actually don't know. Or do you I don't know? remember. Okay. There's a, so, there is a third well, one. Well, you said I, grapefruit, I which is literally my favorite. So you're welcome. I mean, we just we just we agree to disagree. What what uh, what bubbly water do you find uh, pleasurable to your taste buds, Nick? If, uh, if not, if not, Spindrift. Okay, so I do like the Lacroix like combo ones. There's a couple of good Lacroix combo ones. What are the combos that I like from Lacroix? Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm just you know look. This is important. I have to. I, I want to be accurate. You know what I mean. <laughs> was was uh was it the Lacroix that I ordered off of Amazon where I got the one Lacroix back at the beginning of the podcast, or was that something else? Was that like Waterloo or something? I think that was. I think it was Waterloo. I got like a coconut Waterloo. Or something. I just got a single one for like eight dollars. <laughs> real good deal. Real good deal. A real real okay. great deal. Limoncello okay. is a, is a hit or miss. Black raspberry is always good. Uh, beach plum is like a weird one that's really good from Lacroix. Beach um, plum. Yeah. I, know, I mean, I've I, I I've had plums before, so I know what that tastes like. Mm-hmm. Beach feels a little sandy. I'm not gonna lie. Is there yeah. like is that a substitute for a flavor? Of some sort? It is. It is. It is a, a flavor. Beach plum is a flavor. Uh, the beach beach part is not the part of the flavor. It's well, just a plum. It's really oh, just a plum. So, oh, so uh, it's just a type of plum. I guess. I actually have no idea. It's a good question. I'll, I'll accept it. You know what? I don't want to know. I just I'm yeah. gonna accept that it's a type of plum. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the the cherry lime and the kiwi watermelon one and the blackberry cucumber ones are all good combos. They're all solid solid combos. Would get would recommend. Um, okay. I don't have I, I I don't have a refined palate in anything. Like I'm the guy who like if you're like oh what's your favorite drink Nick oh, tell me about your your alcohol of choice I'd be like yeah you know whiskey it's it's um it's it sure is whiskey. 
You know the, the, this one that I like? This one right here? This one is um, stronger? I, guess, I don't know. <laughs> what would Nick like? House, please. <laughs> like house, please. As you'd recommend. Uh, okay, fair enough. Well, whatever. You know what? I mean, we can't all have good tastes, uh, especially when it comes to spindrifts and grapefruits. You, okay. you can literally use this as your argument against me. It's literally that I just don't have a refined enough palate. I am too much of a of a Neanderthal, an uncultured swine. It's not. It's not you. It's me. No. Yeah. No. I agree. Yeah. Sorry. I did, I, if that wasn't clear, like I. I uh, yeah. I accept this. I accept your okay. your deficiencies okay. as the reason. Okay. 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 Nick. Nick. Take us. Nick, we gotta. We gotta go to something else. I. I. We can't just talk about how bad you are at taste. Okay. Uh. Okay, Jeff. I did a little bit of research on this one. And you want to know what the research, what my favorite kind of research is? What's the, your favorite kind the, of research? When you make? go like 10 pages deep on Google and you don't find any answers. That's that's what, I, what I like. Okay, but, uh, hold on. You said okay. 10 pages deep. Uh, that, is, that is inaccurate. Probably like five, but like a lot of like. So, I like, didn't know like, there was past one. Oh, I didn't even know, I know you could right? go. I know. I, I didn't know good went to new it's, pages. Like if you get I past think like that's that what the dark web is. I'm not positive on that. I think like, so. <laughs> I think you're probably right. But really what I found out is that uh, when you go past the first page of, of Google, uh, at least nowadays, it, it gives you a lot of the same stuff or it gives you nothing. Like it gives you nonsense. So anyways, it doesn't really matter. Um, sure. It pro- it's probably also very dependent on like what you're, you're searching. I don't know why I said that, but it doesn't matter. Um, Jeff, do you know what a paper fortune teller is? A paper fortune teller. Yeah. Also called a cootie catcher or a salt seller. Is that the? Uh, you I don't, know, I I already know that you know what it is. I don't want to say it because I'm embarrassed if I'm wrong because no, it's no, gonna no. be so far off. Is it like the thing that you fold and like you do the? Uh, you sent me a thing. Hold on. I did. I did. Yep, that's the thing. I was too embarrassed. Yeah. To say. <laughs> describe it. Describe it. Describe it. Okay, so uh, I remember it being a thing that you would uh, we would do, and I'm just gonna like I have it. I haven't thought about this in so long. So yep. basically it was a thing you could fold out of paper. I think like just like a normal um, normal piece of paper, like printer paper. And yep. you would write certain things on like the outside, but specifically you would have like numbers or letters or something on the like the inside. And basically it would be like a four four cornered thing, like four little pyramid looking deals on each side, and you would do like up out, up, out, up, out, and like however number, however many times, like you said, for the person to, that was doing the thing and uh, depending on how many times you did something, I feel like you maybe did it a couple different times and then like the, you would unfold it and there would be something on the inside and it would be like you exactly. know, whatever your crush was or yeah, some or other stupid thing. it would have like thing. some dumb thing in your future, if your fortune right. or right. Right. That's, a, that's the fortune part for the paper fortune teller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you're exactly right. Um, do you know what I mean when I talk about the game Mash for kids? I have literally no idea. No, you know. Okay, I didn't think you. I mean, have, I, I didn't know this. I didn't. Maybe by a different name, one. but I have no idea. Uh, so Mash, as in um, mansion, apartment, shack, different different things, and house. I'm no? I'm less aware of what you're talking about okay. than when we started. Go ahead. Okay. No, you're fine. You're fine. So, uh, and I've got a third for you. And uh, everybody at home, do you know what the Stussy S is or the Superman S? I mean, the Superman S is the wrong term for it. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say the Stussy S? Is that the thing with the three lines for the top and three lines for the bottom? Yep. And the, yeah. Yep. I definitely but, knew about that because my last name started with S. And so, like, uh, so everybody, cool. I knew yes. how to do it. Yeah. It, it, so you capitalize it. And therefore, you had to have a, the really cool block letter. Uh, of course. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew that for sure. These three things are all things that you and I know about from Kansas and California. And, well, MASH you didn't know about. MASH is a, a uh, so I can, before I go on, MASH is a uh, paper and pencil game kind of like the paper fortune thing but like you you just you don't uh in the fact that you're trying to determine like a future based off of like a number and off of like guessing it's 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 kind of silly to explain but it was another kids game that also that was similar to a paper fortune teller okay um that uh mash is just an acronym for mansion apartment shack house and it was like you would uh basically determine through like guessing random numbers uh, you know, like what your future was going to be, like whether you're going to have a good house or a good, uh, oh, or Nick, a good job or a different, or a good, Nick, literally, a good city. literally as you're saying this, like I, I am remembering through the faintest of memories, this yep. being a thing. Like I, but like the, the little cootie catcher or whatever the heck it's called. Like, I remember that because it was unique because like you make something on a paper uh, and like you like do the hand thing. And I like used to know how to fold it and whatever. Yep. The thing you're talking about though, like I also remember this now that you've said it. Yep. It's like very, I, like I can literally remember school, sitting in, yeah, I can literally remember sitting in elementary school at like at one of our desks with some other people and doing some weird, like whatever you're, whatever it is you're talking about. Now I, I do remember doing something about this. Because yeah. I remember, yeah, it's like what you lived in and something. Else. Like, yeah, this is crazy. Holy cow. I have not thought why about do, this ever. Why do you and I, from several thousand miles apart, in uh, like it's basically the same time period, right? But like, why do you and I know so many of the same games? And there's more. I mean, like, we've talked about the fact that we know, like, a bunch of the same, like, rhyme, children's rhymes and stuff. Sure. But sure. how does this kind of information travel so cleanly and succinctly across a continent? Across, like, I mean, because my wife knows all these games, too. Uh, and for our listeners, uh, my wife was born and raised in Pennsylvania, uh, in a small town in Pennsylvania, no less. Like, very right. rural, so the, very... We've now spanned the continent. <laughs> Right, right. We've literally gone from both coasts and the, and the the Midwest. I mean, like, it, so the reason I bring this up is I find this kind of thing really interesting, not because of, like, I, I have, like, literally, even as I look this up, I didn't really re- re- uh, care enough to look at the actual rules for MASH. I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, different places play it differently. That's cool. I don't care. Um, but uh, I find it really interesting that this kind of stuff could have spread so well, so cleanly with... Um, without uh without the internet and what i found is nobody really has any research on this stuff but it must have just been word of mouth but the one that's really interesting is the s the the uh s that everybody in the world knows how to draw which as you described is the three line three vertical lines two sets of three vertical lines connected uh by diagonal lines or you know what there can can be horizontal lines it's drawn both ways um because you you've known how to draw that forever right yeah, and Nick, I will say I've Googled the heck out of the MASH thing you're talking about. And not only do I remember it, I now remember this vividly. Like, yeah. super vividly now. Like, because, like, that was, I felt like it had something to do with not only, like, like what where you lived or whatever, but, like, also, like, uh... It was like a boyfriend girlfriend sort of thing, like when you to- we were in totally school was. or whatever. Yep. And like I looked it up, and the first thing I saw was like that sort of thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is. I uh, remember this. I hated school so much. I'm so right? anxious. <laughs> it's, uh, totally, totally. For what it's worth, I, I the, the the stuff that I saw very much implied um, that 
uh, both the the paper fortune teller and Mash were more played by by young girls. Um, and I even read a really good article about why that is. That was like kind of messed up because it's like, yeah, I mean, women have less uh, agencies, so they uh, find games of chance to be more realistic or something. And I'm like, oh, that's rough. <laughs> that's <very> rough. <laughs> good job, nineties, yeah. yep. <laughs> early uh, aughts. <laughs> right, right. Oh, um, and then there's there's a book that I did not read uh, because I b- because yeah, that just uh, chronicles a bunch of these um, examples of. Uh, fun children games that just spread like wildfire uh, throughout the 20th century, and um, I think I think all of them have different origins. Um, the uh, the paper fortune one, a fortune teller, has an origin from like an origami book, like that had that was like a child a children's origami book. Um, and from there, though, it doesn't really explain to me how it spread so so well and so um, like why it, it particular uh, it, in particular spread. Um, what I was interested in is like what what does it say that we we spread it and what is um, you know is, is there like a so like a thing about us socially that like we want to be able to, to have these games all over. Um, but I, I you know is there some kind of common thread that, that keep, keeps us tied to them? Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find anything of the sort. Uh, I found uh, Reddit threads of people asking like, is there any research? into this and get literally just like empty threads there's like four of them um i found uh quora answers that did not answer what the people were asking <laughs> about like why it answer you know you know how it is i'm so surprised uh, that quora didn't answer all your problems Nick. i know i know uh it's a shocking turn of events uh it, it, you know and for our listeners in, t- in case you're ever wondering how scientific i am about social sciences like you know it, my, my the extent of my interest and ability to dig in this is google reddit and quora results because you know <laughs> Um, yeah, the, I, the height, I the height of all inquiry is. How horror, would I even search sure. this on like an anthropology thing? Like you know what I mean? Like children's no, anthropo- yeah, anthropology no. around games. Like you yeah. know what I mean? No, it is. Um, it is crazy. So, but the the S one is the interesting one. Um, can, do, do you have a term for the S? I genuinely don't. I I do know that I like learned it super super young because, like I said, the last name. But like, so I have I. no idea uh, why I knew how to do that. Like, who taught me or anything? I just know that I did it a lot. Right. Um. So, um. I I uh asked three people, and all three of them called it either the the Superman S or the Stussy S. Um, and I called it the Stussy S, and my wife called it the Superman S. So of the f- a small, small sample size, but either uh, I think know. I would have called it the Superman S if you, you know, held me to held me to having to have an answer. Like that would have been what I would have said. But that's that's totally fair. I, I'm I'm sure no answer or like no, just the S or like whatever. You Wikipedia calls it the cool S. I don't know why they call it the cool S. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Um, what I think is interesting about that one is that there is no actual like definitive answer on where it first appears. Um, and uh, so both Stussy and uh, Suzuki and uh, uh, DC or you know freaking whoever uh, I, f- I forget because I watched the video on it, but um, whoever it is that that drew the original Superman, I, I, s- I assume that was DC, but I don't know that as a fact. Um, I'll refute that it's theirs originally. That uh, all of them say no, it wasn't us. Uh, it's been around longer than us. Um, Stussy, Stussy, for those who don't know, is a uh, a clothing brand uh, that I think is I think it's from California, um, but they're like a you know like a, a van style uh, streetwear clothing brand. Um, 
With, that all the all the cool kids wore back I, I, in the I, back in the odds. I'm sure idea. I would. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Yeah, that's um. fair. That's fair. Fair. Um, Neither one of us. Exactly. A YouTube video uh, from a Swedish YouTuber uh, said that a that he studied the topic, quote unquote, for five years and attempted to find the original origin of it, uh, calling around to these all these places that I've, I've listed, but that I've also been uh, called before about this or have spoken about it before as well. Uh, and he found a 1890 book of uh, mechanical graphics, which was written by a professor at the time, that uh, he believes is the the origin. So it's a Princeton uh, Princeton professor who taught geometry who wrote a book called Mechanical Graphics, which is possibly the uh, the 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 root. But at that point, I'm not convinced that that that's a uh, that you know that that he couldn't have been influenced by something else. And the YouTuber does not. Uh, also says you know you know that definitively or anything like that can i can i just say also if it took you i mean you said it five years so to he five, says which is insane i mean come on i mean like if you were legitimately trying to find something and it took you five years in this day and age like you've found something i, I mean i don't know i like that no, that seems suspect at best <laughs> but, I, sure. I, but sure i agree i completely agree uh, and I, I think it's worth saying, uh, that <laughs> what I find interesting about this one is that like, why is this that's so easy to draw and so like simple, but it has no meaning, it has no real meaning. I have no idea why this, this, uh, lasted, uh, was able to, to spread and I have no purpose for it. I just doodled it in a, in notebooks in class. And I assume it was the same for you, right? Like there's no, yeah. I mean, you said you used it as like the, the S in your name, but I, I legit probably it. have randomly done it in meetings at work now, even to this day, like, cause it's just a random doodle thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's very um, weird. So I, I just found this, this all interesting. I, I think we, I rambled on longer than I meant to, and I apologize for that. It's, but okay. it's just, it's wild to me and super cool that we're so interconnected and that we can have similar interests and su- similar uh, things that are, that grab us, especially when we're young, that we can have so much in common across such huge, uh, huge spans of time and distance. And to think about like an S that some guy drew in like a book, a professor of all people drew in a book, becoming yeah. like a viral thing it, it, I, viral is like the only word i could think of for this kind of thing uh for 120 years or 130 years right like a- analog viral like before <laughs> right, right which is just, that is wild but that as absolutely was the case like for all these three things uh yep. that's very cool no this is good i like it yep. makes me remember a lot a lot of things for sure uh, me too there's there's more that we could go into i just thought those were the three big ones um and you know there's others that are more ubiquitous but i uh saw that you know like tag is ubiquitous and hide and seek but are those games that like were kind of ingrained uh or like you know passed on through parents and stuff a little bit more because i thought that was, this was something that was interesting too is i don't think these are the kinds of things that are taught to you by adults they're taught to you by other children right so Did you, like, okay, so tag is obvious. We'll play. Yeah. Let's play this game a little bit. Um, what about like? Did you ever play sardines? No, I don't know what sardines is. Like where everybody would hide, and then this this might be like a, a church type sort oh, of yeah. game. Oh uh, yeah, no, like, I, I everybody can't would say like, I like cram in to a place and hide uh, as you found people. Like everybody would have to like hide in there and pack in like sardines, and as as people got found. 
but um, uh, no, I can't say I did. Uh, I have I have a uh, one. Um, did you play? You played knockout in basketball, right? Oh, of course, yeah. And like, and I assume. Well, I know we've played twenty one against each other. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like, yeah, like we've. The, I think those are both interesting, and in that they're not like things that we spread through the internet, right? I mean, I I played knockout when I was in. Oh you know, yeah, as a grade schooler for sure. Absolutely. Which predated internet stuff, so yeah, no, lots lots of basketball specific things, I'm sure. Or at least there's two. And I, I, you know, I, I'm sure that like, so I, I wondered with that, how much of those, those games are passed on through adults having to watch children as opposed to through most, I, what I assume is mostly through children. I'm sure that like, you know, if it came from an origami book that a six year old didn't read an origami book and then tell another six year old, I'm sure that like, you know, parents were involved, sure. but probably less involved if, uh, you know, for things like paper, uh, paper fortune tellers, uh, the S and uh, and the the mash game. I, I assume that this is just word of mouth from children to children. I think so. Those I part. think you're right. I think you're right. So Nick, I have lived in Kansas for a long time. I would say True. my entire life. So, I mean, I guess as 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 long as you can call that since the 30s. Since the 30s, the early mm-hmm. 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, man, Nick, it's gonna be the 30s before we know it. And that's so weird, and I don't like that it. At weird. All. I don't like. Don't say that. Okay. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Let's and move it, on from that. Just... And you and you know what, Nick? It's gonna be the 30s, and I won't be in my 30s anymore. I'll be in my 40s, and that's terrible. I'm always gonna be leading the 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 decade. Okay. That is the sort of introspection that I would prefer to not think about. And so, anyways, we've we've talked about the. I think this... all introspections are kind of I prefer not to think about. Yeah, sorry, well, continue. You know. You know. <laughs> so, I, like before, I'll just tip my hand ahead of time. So, tornado recently here in Kansas, and Nick and I have talked about this a good bit, uh, both through text message and in our Patreon podcast. I did uh, cut a good chunk of it out uh, just because I wanted to like take a fresh pass at this whole experience because it is pretty interesting um but just so you know like that that's where we're at it's tornado stuff that we're gonna be talking about just for a little bit um so i've lived in kansas a long time and i have before it's probably been a couple years but um back when we just had the one kid we practiced uh, going down to our basement in our new house. At the time, it was new house. Uh, and, like, going where we would go when the tornado came. Which is, like, kind of a whole decision thing. Because there's multiple places that you could, like, go for a tornado in Kansas. I could see that. Like, you have... So, like, for us, like, we have our storage room. Which is, like, all concrete walls. Which seems like, like an okay choice. But there's so many things there. Um, then we have, uh, like... Are a room that has a closet that is against a concrete wall. So, like, if things were to collapse, you're up against the concrete wall, so you're probably going to be fine. Um, but, like, right now, that's our playroom for the kids, and there's, like, no door on the closet. And that was originally where we would go. But, like, we're such a big family now with all of us, everybody getting so big, like, we can't really jam ourselves into the corner safely um and then we have our like middle of the basement bathroom which is what we've actually landed on as our current place to go like it has lots of benefits one it's in the middle of the middle of the house in the lowest level and when you have young kids that like have to go to the bathroom like it's right there so like there's no stress there uh we can like put shoes and whatnot in the like underneath the sink because having shoes in a in a tornado like tornado situation is super important if you do get hit by a tornado being able to get out safely uh shoes are super nice to have 
And so yeah. that that's kind of where we've landed on where we're going to go as a family. And <clears throat> so, like I said, I've lived in Kansas for a very long time. And this was a situation where during like we like in when you live in a place where tornadoes are common, like the local news will kind of, you know, hype up the fact that there might be some sort of, you know, severe weather upcoming. But like it happens all the stinking time because like right. ratings and et cetera. Like, of course, everybody wants to, you know, know all the latest on all the check in again with us in five minutes and an hour and every day and every day. Please watch these commercials specifically. Right. Um, there's a, there's a, I, I will say there is also like an element of like you wouldn't want them to be too lax about it either. Right. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> certainly of all the things that are going to like vie for my attention. Yeah, I wanted. I would like the severe weather to err on the side of like hyperbole, yeah, right, because like right. I, yeah, maybe I check in too often. But uh, the opposite of that is mucho bad. So like, right. I'm certainly happy to be made aware. Um, it, it, I I know you're. Uh, I know like we're on the same page now. But I'm I'm a big fan of the thought of a weather guy being like, oh, it's fine. It's Kansas. Nothing bad happens in Kansas. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Nothing happens. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, anyways, lived in Kansas for a very long time. It's kind of been hyped up on the news that it's going to be, you know, the potential for severe weather. And, you know, like I said, that happens significantly often. Like, it's not not a crazy thing. However, I, I being a person who's lived in Kansas my entire life, being outside during that day at multiple points, especially, and I actually had a work thing where we had, like, after after work, uh, like, had a couple drinks at a, at a place locally, and it was outdoors, and I could just feel the change in the weather, and, like, I could feel uh. the weather heating up so rapidly. I'm like, you know what? Like, when we went home, like, you know what? Like, we haven't taught Alice, our youngest, like, how, like, to do the tornado thing, and this feels bad. And so, right. like, legitimately, like, I was like, you know what, Alice, after, like, when we're done with dinner, we're going to go do, like, the practice, like, where we go, and we talked about tornadoes with her and stuff like that. And so after we ate dinner, uh, I took her downstairs and I like I had her actually pretend like she was laying in bed and then I would come wake her up and then we would go downstairs and go to the basement and we would have our shoes and like what all that would be like. And uh, so she got to experience like a practice run of that. She's curious and asked some questions like a good three year old would. Um, and yeah. it was generally like it was like one of those things where like i think it's i'm glad that we did it uh, just in case we ever need to and especially like considering like today feels a little bit a little bit uh a little sketchy so it was good and so like that, that apparently w- it was prophetic i mean like or not even prophetic. <laughs> yeah I mean, not, apparently not you have to, good instincts on the weather i had good instincts on the weather so i did all that and then an hour later uh we started to see some pretty wicked storms roll in with some pretty wicked clouds and I love, I mean, Nick, I love sitting out. I mean, we even have it in this podcast where I like had yep. a recording of uh, some rain. Like I, I love hanging out in my garage and listening to the rain and thunderstorms roll through. And my son also loves that. And so like we were planning to go hang out and sit in the garage and watch the storm roll through. And I see the, like some nasty looking clouds. And uh, as I'm like finding these chairs to like watch the storm roll through. And then my phone tells me that there is a tornado warning for my county. And it's like, well, <laughs> this is... <laughs> you did the right thing. We you did good. We've practiced this. I'm going to go ahead and close my garage door now. I'm going to get my dog inside. 
Um, and we're going to go to the basement because <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, I don't, at this point it's like tornado warnings don't happen usually without there being a good reason for it. And right. so, uh, I, I don't know any details. We haven't been watching the weather. Like, like we haven't, like we've been keeping tabs on the radar, but we haven't been like listening into anything. And last we had, like, there was no like immediate threat. Like it was just like, yeah, oh, that might happen. We'll see. So tornado warning shows up on our phone. Good job. National weather service, by the way. Uh, and so we get the kids down to the basement, like we practiced and, uh, we got them down there. And as we're like doing that, my wife gets a call and from her mom, uh, saying like talking about a tornado that is on the ground. Uh, her mom lives, uh, South of us by like seven or 10 miles or something like that. Not far. Yeah, there's a tornado on the ground. I'm sorry, this is a a dumb question. I don't know if you have a good answer. How far is far for a tornado warning? Like, is is 20 miles like, oh, it's fine? Or is... Uh, 20 miles is be in basement if you don't know where it is. Got it. Okay. Uh, And if you can see it and it is headed your way and it's within a mile, you've done a bad job at being in the basement. Because you should be. Because a, a tornado can pick up and drop down a mile in literally like 10 seconds. So Yikes. like that, that's when it's time to be done watching it. Got it. So uh, I, I just want to let you know that this is, this is that, that whole explanation is very Kansas to me because I can't see like a block in any direction. So. Oh yeah. No, that, that is crazy. I kind of hear that sometimes when people come to Kansas for the first time of like where visibility is only, you know, limited by <laughs> the curvature of the earth. Right. Um, yes. uh, where like, you know, 10, 10 miles is like where you can reasonably see, uh, given like no major, uh, you know, like if it's not super, 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 super cloudy or foggy or whatever. So yep. like you can see 10 miles away pretty easily. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. So Katie's mom tells us they can see a tornado and they're like, you know, seven to 10 miles away, kind of the edge of that. And I got the kids downstairs. Katie goes upstairs to look and sure freaking enough, uh, she can see a tornado. And I'll tell you, Nick, I have lived in Kansas my entire life. I have been, I mean, I love weather and such. Mm -hmm. I've seen some tornadoes very, very distantly on the horizon. So I thought this was what I was going to walk up to. Uh, So I I run upstairs uh, with Katie when she says she can see that, leaving the kids downstairs. Um, And give me a call. Uh, And freaking there's a tornado there i the first thing i want to do is take pictures because it's very far away still like we're we're safe uh like a safe distance and i don't know if i'm ever going to see a tornado this close ever I, again i was going to say the the photo you sent me is like it's concerningly large in my oh, opinion don't, like Nick, I'll, I'll, I'll don't 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 spoil too much here i've got sorry. a little bit to go so it's far away and at this point it's like I take pictures and I'm actually Katie's phone is the one my phone was pretty close to dead and it was charging downstairs so like I'm taking pictures with Katie's phone and like she's still on the phone with her mom and you know God bless her like she's talking to us and like I'm taking pictures and like our phone kept like her phone kept like messing up because it was like doing the thing where like it goes black because it thinks like it's up to your ear and that meant I couldn't take right. pictures anymore so I just like straight up just hung up on her so I could take some pictures she knows <laughs> she knows this now I think um, so I, I take pictures of this and then uh, I tell Katie like hey I think my phone's charged enough go get my phone you can talk to your mom I want to take more pictures and then like FaceTime some people uh, because like there's a tornado like my brother has been like a sort of person who's like loved chasing tornadoes back when he was younger and like like it was just like I had to share this moment it, with my it, brother because yeah. like there's literally a tornado that I could just see off my back deck um, and, and so I, I do that, I do some, like, we take lots of pictures, do the thing. It kind of goes behind the trees a little bit. And also, like, sirens start going off and, you know, whatever. Like, let's go back down. We can't see it anymore. We don't know exactly where it is. 
Um, so go back down to the basement. And I can't remember all the circumstances, but uh, curiosity, etc. cetera, uh, go back out of the basement, find Tornado. <laughs> and Tornado is now significantly closer. This is where I FaceTimed you, Nick. <laughs> you stupid and I butt. did not answer. Nick, he did not answer. In all fairness. That's my we, car. Yeah. We, you were driving. in car. And also, we don't have the sort of relationship where we just randomly FaceTime each other. So, you know. It's a terrifying it's, kind of relationship. Ten, I don't know what that, that is. 10 out of 10 times, that's going to be just, you know, the, the the FaceTime butt dial. So I don't blame you. Um, but I did Apparently uh, FaceTime. Apparently 9 out of 10 times. Cause like, <laughs> 9, yeah, 9 I mean, out of 10 times, the 10th time it could be a tornado. Um, I did FaceTime one other friend of mine just to show them the tornado. At this point, it was past uh, Andover where I did all the damage that got to be all over the news. Uh, and was headed our direction, but a little bit off center. Uh, and... It was at that point where I got all the really crazy good pictures where it looked really big. It got to the point where it was about a mile and a half away. Um, and, and then it like straightened out toward us for a little bit. And it was like, well, now to the basement. Uh, I think even in the in maybe the picture I'd sent you or a video I'd sent somebody like you can even hear me like get a little bit flustered because it definitely I don't know if it came through on the video, but like in person, you could see it shift like back toward our town. Oh, like, man, that's well, terrifying. And that's when we immediately went down and did the proper thing of sitting in the bathtub in our basement with the kids. And ultimately, tornado passed. There were no uh, no actual casualties from the tornado directly, which is pretty crazy because it did a lot of damage. Um, I was going to say, it looks like it was huge to me. Uh, it was pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, to it, people doing the right thing. It, it tossed a tornado into our local YMCA, like multiple, or sorry, the tornado tossed multiple vehicles into the lobby of our local YMCA, which is pretty crazy, oh. uh, which sucks. Cause like, I mean, that was, that was the one that we had close by. That's where our kids were going to do swimming lessons and such. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, but, uh, so that wasn't great. It, Definitely did uh, a toll on, you know, a handful of neighborhoods nearby. We uh, we actually spent a good part of our weekend cleaning up uh, one of our, our people that we know's uh, yard and house and etc. It was pretty wild. There were I've never been a part of anything like that before, where the like being in a neighborhood that had been hit by a tornado directly, that there were probably like you know 30, 40 people per house. That were right. out. Uh, I mean, parking was literally wild. I, my poor little uh, Ford Escape. I was worried it was not going to get up back out of the the side of the road because I had driven down just recklessly off the side of the road into a place to park where other people were parking. It took us like I don't know, probably two three minutes to get out of that. Um, but no, it was it was really cool to be a part of the cleanup. It was pretty eye-opening just how much work that actually is oh yeah Um, i mean that's going to be something that goes on for a very very long time um we were talking about the kind of wreckage of some of the the places uh around us in natural disasters because there's another another town that you said that's just been that was just ravaged by a tornado right in your in your near nearby area uh so greensburg kansas uh uh, 15 years ago i believe to the day that we're recording uh got completely flattened um and and sometimes the, that cleanup just never really happens, right? Like sometimes there's stuff that's just left behind and like wreckage. Oh just yeah, left. I mean for sure. And this this was certainly not nearly as bad as what hit that. And honestly, there was also another tornado that hit Andover back in uh, thirty some odd years ago, and this wasn't quite as bad as that at all either. But even still, the people that are affected by it, that, that like that doesn't matter. Like if it. 
if it hit them, it hit them as hard as it would have any of these other ones. And um, just seeing so much destruction, so many huge giant trees getting uh, destroyed. Uh, it was it was pretty wild, pretty pretty crazy experience. I've never yeah. seen anything like it before. Uh, I just it, living in Kansas, it's certainly a thing that's always on you know in the back of your mind as far as what the the natural you know weather threats are. Uh, but even for us, it's fairly rare. But to to be have it this close and to be able to see it in person and also help clean up in person definitely gives terrifying a lot of, and <laughs> yeah to, yeah terrifying is a good way to put, <laughs> good way to put it a lot a lot more respect I mean not that I you would ever be reckless on purpose but just the the respect for what it can actually do and also yeah. understanding of what that does to a community. And when that sort of because like all I could think about also was like, um, you know, some hurricanes that I've hit uh, recently because like we have a we've had over the last 10 years. I mean, we've had some pretty interestingly strong hurricanes uh, that have just, you know, really ravaged some places in the U.S. And they have the same problems as far as rebuilding goes and they make it to the news cycle for the first week. But the actual impact of those are going to be multi-year problems for those people. Yep. I mean, especially right now, the 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 ability for people to rebuild is significantly hindered by supply chain problems and just the cost of rebuilding in general. And if they don't have a livable house, they're going to have to sort through that for, I mean, conservatively a couple years at best. And right. That, that's I mean, not mentioned, not even mentioning the cost, right? Like, cause there's a massive yeah, cost. Yeah. And, and that is, that's really hard. And we, we forget about those things so quickly. It's really easy for us if it doesn't impact us directly to, to forget that. And that's even coming from a person who got to go, you know, literally rake the ground for hours, uh, to get debris cleaned up. And it'll be really easy for me to, you know, put that in the back of my mind and not worry about it, even though, for the people that that impacted is going to be something that's going to be at the front of their mind for the foreseeable future. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was an interesting perspective on natural disaster type things and just how, and an experience, right? I mean, like it is, you know, it's, it, yeah, it, I, I'm glad you're taking the right thing from it. I think it's really cool that you got to see it. It's, it's also like awful and terrible that it happened, right? It's, it's a weird mixture. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was very cool and awe inspiring to see, and certainly it's a lot easier to talk about since nobody died from the tornado hitting them. So, like, yeah. obviously that helps a lot. Um, but, it, I mean, as cool as it was, also just seeing the suffering firsthand of, like, what that will do to these families and how they're going to have to, you know, live their lives for the next chapter of what they're going to be going through is pretty humbling also um and just like really the biggest thing i think was just remembering all the other like just the hurricanes and people like we had talked about the other day of just like wildfires and all these people that have their lives disrupted by by nature it 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 seems really like a thing we care about in the moment and then like we move on but their their lives don't and it's 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 hard. I've always been very interested, but I mean, I don't want to freaking uh, derail this. I've been, always been very interested by like, how do you combat the, the like news cycle nature of attention? Like, cause I, I don't even think this is like 
really even when I say new cycle, I don't I don't mean to put this on mm-hmm. uh, media companies because like, you know, you're not over there because, you know, your local news station told you that the the not really like it's not the news state. It's not that, you know, the, the a cable news or a local news station is blasting to you that people need help in the town over. So like, I don't really think of this explicitly as a media problem, even though I think a lot of things are exacerbated or caused by media. And I think our, our attention is very influenced by media. But how do you if there's like a really long lasting problem that needs constant attention? I don't really know how you keep constant community community attention on it. Um, and I, I, I say this, I'm not expecting you to, you know, uh, if you have a way of solving it, like hit, hit me up, but <laughs> no, no, I, I do genuinely think that, uh, long, hard systemic problems are like a thing that we are going to have to figure out how to deal with. Um, and they're very incompatible with how, I mean, it's not the news's fault or it's not the internet's fault for that. I mean, I don't, I just, I, I think the, the internet's news cycle or like just the, the turn of what's interesting is just too quick for, you know, solving those sorts of problems because just of how we, because of human nature, just how we, you know, how, right. how long we can care about a thing. But I do think there's just a lot of problems that aren't going to be things that you just solve in two weeks. And those, and I, those, I also know that there's, there's activists and, pe- and people like, I don't know, researchers, community leaders, whatever that, that invest themselves in problems long-term that the rest of us might think about just occasionally or whatever. So I, I don't want to play it down. Like, you know, the fact that the, the idea that nobody, obviously people do, I just wish it was more widespread. Yeah, no, and I, I would say, like, I, I do think that if you are the sort of person who wants to, you know, support uh, people that are, like, if you if you have, like, a cause that you want to support, I think people trying to solve longer-term problems are great candidates for that support. Um, it, it's really easy to get a lot of short-term aid whenever you have a country that gets hit by... Yeah, a hurricane or a earthquake or whatever, uh, but it's really a different thing to solve for like you know long-term healthcare problems or uh, or places that get their entire you know power grid destroyed. And it's going to take a decade to rebuild to get to the point where they were. Right. I mean that sort of stuff is really difficult and long and not the sort of thing that's going to be a, a you know a sexy news line heading or headline. Um, so definitely. An interesting problem because a lot of those things are the things that matter the most for the most amount of people, but just not the things that are going to be, you know, on Reddit or whatever. So <sighs> agreed, big agreed. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just you're completely right. <laughs> All right. Well, Nick, I have other things about weather and forecasts and other things and things that would be fun to talk about, but we are definitely good on time. Um, so I'm going to take us out. Um, if you would like to podcasts uh on the off weeks that we do not do this one is uh our patreon podcast patreon.com forward slash tywasap uh and we'll have some other things coming little teaser again second week still figuring some stuff out but uh for now patreon.com forward slash tywasap you can also follow us at tywasap on twitter facebook instagram tiktok and youtube but not snapchat and you can find all of that at tywasap.com nick thank you for talking about all these secrets with me um Ah, I did one. Um, yeah, you do your part now. Where we, uh... <laughs> Jeff, thank you so much for oozing with me. You are all oh, welcome. No! This has been oh, the year we no! started the podcast. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Oh, help me. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel dirty today. I feel wrong. Uh, did I violate my own ears? I think I violated my own ears. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs>